Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. to try for lucid dreaming. So lucid dreaming is when you're conscious during a dream. This typically happens during rapid eye movement sleep. And an estimated 55% of people have had one or more lucid dreams in their lifetime. During a lucid dream, you're aware of your consciousness. It's a form of metacognition or awareness of your awareness often lucid dreaming also lets you control what happens in your dream like uh turtle guru the other night was talking about um astral traveling yeah yeah so let's see history in the last 20 years psychophysiologist dr stephen leverge has become the pioneer of lucid dreaming research. Not only did he invent one of the most popular lucid dreaming techniques, but he has led many scientific studies on the subject. LaBerge's work has helped researchers discover therapeutic benefits from lucid dreaming. It may be useful in treating conditions like PTSD, recurring nightmares, and anxiety. Somebody else was talking about night terrors last night. Lucid dreaming usually happens spontaneously. However, it is possible to learn how to lucid dream through various methods. So let's see. One, reality testing. Checking. Reality testing or reality checking is a form of mental training that increases metacognition by training your mind to notice your own awareness. Maybe related to so how do you do it? How do you do it? Here are some common reality checks that people use to lucid dream. Mirrors. Check your reflection to see if it looks normal. Solid objects, push your hand against a wall or a table to see if it goes through. Some people push their fingers into their opposite palm. Hands, look at your hands. So I guess if you can do those things, then you're dreaming and you're not awake. <laughs> Like, you ever had a dream where you seen your physical body? Not so much. Well, my own physical body? Yeah, like you seen yourself like an out-of-body dream, where you seen yourself, you can see your face, you see everything. Like, right now, we can't see our face until we look in a mirror. But in the dream, I'm outside of my body, and I can see myself moving around and doing things. And I'm watching myself. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing myself in a dream. That one was, like, very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've, had, I've seen other people in dreams, but I don't think I've ever seen myself in a dream. It's weird. Interesting. And then it talks about keeping a dream journal. 
Oh, yeah, dream journal. That I read about that. That's really good to have. Keeping a dream journal or dream diary is a popular method for initiating lucid dreaming. When you write down your dreams, you're forced to remember what happened during each dream. It's said to help you recognize your dream signs and enhance the awareness of your dreams. So I was doing that for a while. I kind of fell out of it, but yeah, I would keep like a, you know, just a notepad and a pen right next to the bed so I could reach over and just scribble because, um, seems like even if you wait till you come back from the bathroom or something, then, you know, you miss the parts you know, of it. You're starting to forget. Yeah. It's starting to fade up that quickly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, our big dreams come through the REM cycle. Yep. Absolutely. Let's see what else they got here. How to wake up. I guess um, I guess if you're having an experience and you're not and it's freaking you out, you can call out for help, you can blink. Or if you're aware that you're dreaming, just go to sleep in your dream. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you wake up in your real life, would you thinking that you're dreaming or to you awake? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's freaky. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting shit. For sure. Well, where's our people, baby? Like the you ever had a dream where it's you see the same person again and again? I haven't. No. Never saw them in real life. I don't ordinarily remember my dreams, but like in traumatic after like traumatic experiences or something, I've had dreams about people like, you know, an ex or, you know, after my father passed away, I had some dreams about him. They but, say that's really good that when you dream with someone that was close to you. And when they pass, it's like they're giving you closure. Yeah. Like some type of comfort, they say. Yeah, closure is good. Did you know that your dad passed on your dream? Was you thinking that he was alive? It was a dream of back when he was alive, yeah. Yep. See, like, when I had that dream with my sister, I knew that she was gone. Strange really? thing about it. Like, I knew she was gone in my dream. And I, you know, and then when I saw her, I was just like amazed by it because I thought I was never going to see her again. But in my mind, in my dream, I knew she was gone. That's wild. Hmm. Got somebody tuning in here. Angel of Death. Started listening. What's happening? Angel of Death. Wow. So that is uh, that's a Slayer song. Merciless Butcher, Angel of Death. <laughs> he has like the right name for this topic right now. You have the angels. And then you have the 
Yeah, that name kind of fucked me up a little bit. A good friend of mine got run over in Santa Barbara by this asshole. Ran him over on purpose, and the guy called himself the Angel of Death. Mm. Motherfucker. He was the son of some rich Hollywood producer. He'd quit taking his meds. You know, and uh, lost his mind, and he just decided to punch it. Going down the street in Santa Barbara and drove up on the sidewalk and took out like seven people. Wow. Pretty heavy. That is heavy. New person tuning in. We got Aleph. Is that how it pronounces? Aleph? Aleph? Welcome. Talking dreams, paranormal, spirituality, or whatever. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Would you like to share something tonight, callers? Does anybody want to talk about a dream that they've had recently? Um, you know, maybe some insight that you might have gained from a dream? Uh, I don't know. Dreams can be so weird. Can How do you... Or another good one, how do you deal with the stress that is living in today, the world today? Yeah, that's like a nightmare. It's like a living nightmare, like a waking nightmare. That's how I call it. Right, exactly. That's how it feels during this pandemic. It's like a nightmare that you just can't wake up from yet. Yeah, exactly. Not just the pandemic, but like, yeah, the pandemic and being isolated from people yeah. and yeah, exactly. The quarantine and the crazy political yeah. shit that's going yeah. on. That's even topping the cake right there. And the environment's going to hell. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's literally a nightmare. I want to wake up. I'm just keep pinching myself. Like, damn it. Yeah. Really exactly. This is about to start because this shit sucks and. Uh, yeah, I'm done with it already. The new year just started, and I'm ready for it to be over. I know, right? Come on, 2022. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going for 2022 because I love even numbers. So, yeah. There we go. Symmetry, right? Yeah. 2020 was good for symmetry, but, you know, not such a great year. No. Not such a great year. I think 2022 should be better. I love the even number. For some reason, 2022 looks good to me. Got your hopes on that, huh? Yeah, I really do. I'm really putting yeah, like all my coins on that one. <laughs> so, well, if you're playing Russian roulette, yeah, I'm going for 2022. I'm going to put all my money on that. I'm gambling high, right? <laughs> That's it. 2022. All on. All in. All in. It's like scam money don't make no money, so let's go all in. That is it. I love it. <coughs> so, um, have you seen that movie, speaking of dreams, have you seen that movie Inception? Hmm. Is that with... Um... Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. yeah. I saw just a little bit of it. 
it's kind of a trip, but it's a good premise. Like it's kind of you know you're not sure if he's in a dream state or or what. You know which one had a good movie recently that came out? Kevin Bacon. Um, the movie was uh, you. Sh- I should you should have left. It came out oh. last year, and uh, in that movie. He was dreaming, and this house was, like, he would measure it from the inside, and the inside was large. But then when you go outside, it was small. Oh, wow. And then the nightmares and seeing things, and you wasn't sure what was real and what was fake. And the night that I watched that movie, I literally could not sleep. I was so afraid to go to sleep because of what he was seeing. And it just like, totally freaked me out. And then I went on his Instagram and um, I had to like let him know that movie. Loved it. It's just like Store of Echoes. I'm not familiar. Oh, that's one of his best movies. It was also like a, a, a dream movie where he was like seeing um this girl who was murdered in his house and her spirit was contacting him and basically he it was him and his son that was able to see it because they were sensitive and the wife wasn't so she couldn't see what was going on and it was the son who was seeing the dead people first and it was just like dead people the son was seeing and the only dead person the father would see was the girl so that would be a good movie for you to watch if you have um, Hula Um, right now they have it on there and also on Amazon Prime Video they have it for free nice I got Amazon Prime okay so go ahead Stir of Echoes Kevin Bacon I haven't seen a Kevin Bacon movie in forever. The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Footloose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good old Kevin Bacon. Hey, Miss Lady Boomer. What's that? Thank you. Lady Boomer. Welcome. Welcome. You had a dream you want to talk about recently? Or anything else you want to talk about? We're kind of open. We're kind of open. We got the door cracked. (laughs) What's that? I said we have the door cracked open. Anybody can come in. (laughs) That's it. The door's cracked open. Hey, like Motel 6, we'll leave the light on. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I love it. We leave the light on. You're all welcome to come. What a you know, beautiful Sunday it's been. Ah, oh, yes. You know, the weather is about to change in the East Coast. Starts to getting warmer, they said. You guys getting some snow? No, we get into the 70s, I believe. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm in California. It was in the 70s today. It was unbelievable. It was like 
Springtime. January. You know, I remember one Christmas, it was like literally almost 80 degrees when it was supposed to be snowing and everybody was like in the park with shorts on in the middle of winter. Right. And then the next day we had like a huge snowstorm. It was so weird. Yeah, can you say climate change? <laughs> right? Right. Right. Everything that they're putting in the air and... Um, it's crazy. Yeah. We got a message. First message of the night. Dreams and paranormal. Um, so this one time I had a lucid dream. I controlled it. It was pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. It was about an Imperial Army in the wild, wild west. It's kinda weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Lady Boss Woman. I love that name. Lady Boss. Yes. Takes control. Boss. Lady Boss, Boss Lady. We know who's wearing the pants in that house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said about uh, her dream, and it's like, it's funny that she said that because so far I haven't had a dream like from a different time period. It's hmm. always in, I guess, in the year. No, I wouldn't say year because I, I have seen myself a little younger, but I'm always in this time period like I never dreamt like something from the 1800s and I was stuck out there and I think I'll be traumatized yeah. <laughs> like leave me here <laughs> <laughs> no horse horse buggy breaking down on the trail west no thanks oh no I wouldn't be able to live like that that was a hard way of living who else we got here? Von Roy. Nice hat, Von Roy. I like that. Got a oh, yeah. nice felt hat on. Um, yeah, so we're talking dreams, paranormal, spirituality, or survival in uh, in these crazy times. Okay, you guys yeah. are coping there. Like, what is your coping mechanism? How do you make yeah, well, it day by day, you know? Yeah, how are you getting through this craziness? Well, I definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. And you're a, a nice-looking avatar yourself. <laughs> Just sitting here listening to the show, scrolling. Um, hope you guys are having a great day. Why, thank you, Sir Von Roy. Having a great day. Winding down from the week. Had a killer Sunday. Just kind of chilling. Just kind of yeah. chilling. You used to have a recurring dream that, like, nukes went off and the world had ended. And um, there was, like, I was walking along, like, a neighborhood. And there was, like, wood everywhere and siding everywhere. It was crazy. And then there was, like, an opening. And I walked down these stairs. And it was, like, an entire underground shelter. And the walls were made of, like, this red crushed velvet it was like soft and like the the whole hallways were just like red 
crushed velvet. And then they had um, fish tanks in the walls, too. And they had all these, like, fish. It was really, really pretty fish, too. Um, but I never reached the inside of it. I just got to the hallway, and I would, like, look around, and it was so pretty. And then I would wake up. It was so weird, though. <laughs> that sounds trippy. Sounds like you were in, like, a train in an old bunker from a World War II or something. Like an old underground Nazi bunker that they have pimped out as a palace. Hmm. That's interesting. Who knows? Who knows where our dreams bring us? A very, very lucid dream she had. Yeah, that's very cool. Fish tanks and all. I like fish tanks. And the fact that, you know, she saw the velvet walls. It was like a lot of detail that she saw in the dream that she remembered it even all after all this time. Right. Yeah, dream really remember and stay with you. Maybe it's for a reason. It's a message that they're trying to, you know, somebody's trying to tell you. Could be. I want my dream to come true about zombies. You know, like, I've been watching The Walking Dead and having some reoccurring dreams about that. And You know, if this COVID vaccine isn't what I say it is, then all that ammunition to be well saved up for the zombie nation. I'm waiting. Right? <laughs> oh, snap. That just made me think of something funny. Like, imagine if cops turned into zombies. Then we'd all be shooting cops and it would be okay. <laughs> right? They just conform to their true selves. They would show themselves. <laughs> oh, snap. oh, snap. I just said that. Oh, my God. If zombies were real, I would be ready. Like, let's do it. I'm always strapped. Let's do it. I'm also really good with hand-to-hand -hand combat. So, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Oh, shit. Lady Boss is the boss. She'll kick your fucking ass. She sure would. She'll fire you and then kick your ass. Can I shelter and bunk up with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She'll protect I, me. <laughs> I want her to protect me when the shit goes down. <laughs> do you have room for us, Lady Boss? Yeah. I could talk a good game, but hey, you do the ass kicking, I'll do the talking. <laughs> Lady boss is my type of girl, my type of girl. Let's get it. We're going to have to meet at the Walmarts, load up the trucks, and get rolling. Right? Oh, shit. I think Lady Boss is going to have a line out the door here. Yes, we have a plan set. There's a plan. Yeah. It's exactly the kind of man all these fucking, met or woman all these metrosexual dudes need, too, right? Like, what are they going to do to take care of themselves? They need a Lady Boss woman in their lives. <laughs> handle it yes I'm shit that might be a whole new career avenue for you lady boss woman i don't know man metrosexual training self-defense training by the lady boss woman okay i'm i'm losing it there a absolutely bit. we can build Coming a community back. full of all kinds of people but i want to be negan <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs>
<laughs> you want to be needed or you want to be naked? No, she said Negan. You know Negan, um, the one with the bat that he had Lucille. Who? The one who who killed um the Chinese guy. I forgot his name right now. Oh my god, I can't believe I haven't seen Walking Dead in a while. But he killed oh. the. Um, what was his name? Oh, oh my god! Oh, a Glenn. Yeah, he he killed Glenn, and he okay. killed him with his bat. Yeah, he was a badass. I don't, I don't per se need to help because I'm a one man army, but, uh, you know, it's always good to have a like-minded individual in a survival crisis situation, you know, as far as it goes, I'm a survivalist. I can be out in the tent, no cell phone. Like when it really hits the fan and we lose power and signal, I already got a plot picked out. I got my tent. I got my canteen. I know how to fish. I know how to hunt. So I'm well taken care of, but you know. It's always good to have a partner in the shit. Hey, Von Roy, are you out in California? We might need to link up when the shit goes down. Do you have your bug out bag ready? I don't. Do you have I need your to get bug out bag ready. Are you ready? I bet, I bet, I bet Mr. Von Roy has his ready. He seems I like the kind of dude ready to go. I have my lines ready. I even bought this really cool. Uh, trying to get it out my drawer now i have this really cool compass um and it has like the radio and it's a you crank it up and it gives you power for your phone it gives you light it tells you the weather and it even comes with um, a little wristband that has a whistle on it and it has the sos and it also is a fire starter so that's really cool uh, when awesome. the first started, I just started, you know, getting my shit together. Nice. Longer than ever. Yeah, fire starter, that's super important. Oh, my God. And it's the bracelet that you put right on your wrist that, you you know, when you have to go out, you know that you're not going to lose it because it just clicks and it locks in. And it all and it has like a little compass on it. Also, that's the really cool thing about it. It has a compass. Nice. Got to always remember too, though. The moss grows on the north side of the tree, right? Yeah. So as long as you always know that, then you can find north, south, east, and west. Yes, Von Roy, I am too. See. I grew up in a military family, and when my father got out of the military, he was very big on making sure that I knew how to fish and hunt and build shelters. Um, we used to do this thing called bushcrafting, where we would only go out in the woods with a knife. And we had to, like, figure out what we were going to eat and build a shelter with, like, branches and leaves and bullshit like that. And it was really fucking hard. Oh, we did bring, like, flint and steel but, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good when it comes to surviving, like, out in the wilderness. Um, of course, like, I have, I have gear just in case anything was to ever happen. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time on it anymore because I work a lot, but it's weird. It's, I know it's, <laughs> it's like a weird thing. I don't know. Survivalism isn't that weird. You know, it's going to be a needed skill here in the next 20 years, I think. 
I think even ten years the way things are going right now. Yeah. Even less than yeah. that. Exactly. You're gonna have to need. You're gonna need. Blah, 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 gonna have to need to know how to grow your own food, and then you're gonna have to be able to protect that food because other people that can't grow their own food are gonna be the able. To, they're gonna be trying to take food from people that can grow. Yeah, that's why I started purchasing a lot of seeds, and I've been keeping seeds. So when oh, the yeah. time comes that I'm gonna need it, I know that I'm gonna be able to grow some some stuff to eat for me and my family. Because during the pandemic, in the beginning of the quarantine, um, when they first uh, closed down Home Depot, and when they reopened the Home Depot, and they reopened the certain stores like that, they wasn't letting you buy gardening material. You couldn't buy seeds, you couldn't buy dirt, you couldn't buy shovels, you couldn't buy anything like that. The only thing you was allowed to buy was the food. Yeah. And that was really crazy that they can actually stop that. So while you can load up, load up. Right. Yeah, exactly. And keep seeds, you know, like you know, when you grow a crop, keep a few, you know, if you grow tomatoes, whatever, keep a few tomatoes for the seeds. Because mm -hmm. that shit's invaluable. Yeah. And if anything does go sideways, that's going to be one of the first things to, to be Yeah, that's really important. Um, see, I live in the city now, but I grew up in rural America. Um, I grew up on a cattle farm, so we always had a garden. I know how to grow. I have, like, I grow on my balcony. Um, but canning is also very important in learning how to can things and different, like, meat and vegetables. Um knowing how to prepare them, um, knowing how to make jams and jellies from scratch, and, like, things like that are also very, very important. And uh, it's a skill that is being forgotten very quickly. Totally. That's like a Depression-era skill that's been forgotten. And, uh, you know, people are like, well, why do I need to do that? You know, the world, you know, modern conveniences and blah, 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 blah. Well, if you're growing your own food, you absolutely have to can it because you can end up with so much food that that's the only way to, to preserve it. Um, and if you're not growing your own food, well, then you should. <laughs> that's how, how the Amish live. They can, they grow their own stuff, they make their own stuff, and they know how to survive from back in that time period because they're still living like that. That's it. That's it. Oh, and they probably go to school over there and learn some stuff. Yeah, and they probably eat so much healthier than we do, right? Right? Because like the your average produce that you buy in a regular grocery store, conventionally grown, I call it, you know, chemically grown. Yeah. Because that's what that's what we should call it. Call it what it is, right? We call yeah. it conventional, but organic used to be conventional. Everything used to be organic. Um. It was only after World War II that we started using, basically, chemicals that they used in war. They started using on, on agriculture. Um, you know, it's crazy. Poisoning the soil. Makes no sense. They poison the food. They spraying. And it's crazy how much it costs to eat healthy. Like, it costs less to eat bad 
and when yeah, you eat healthy, it, it's like it's going to leave you broke. Explain that. How is it more expensive to get a salad than it is to get a small little hamburger at McDonald's? Like, wait a minute. That hamburger's got bread, so somebody had to make bread. It's got some lettuce on there. It's got beef, so somebody had to grow a whole cow, then slaughter it, then process it. Because the whole industry is subsidized, right? So mm -hmm. they're able to provide the product for less than it costs to make it. But yeah, you try to try to eat healthy, and uh, good luck eating for less than five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it depends where you live at that the quality of the vegetables. And the fruits, it's not all that great. So sometimes right. you have to travel to different neighborhoods just to get a good quality apples and oranges because in your neighborhood, you may not have that. You have to go to a fruit stand to get something that tastes good and juicy. Yeah, talking about food deserts too, right? Like there's a lot of urban environments where you got nothing but corner stores and they'll have canned food and bread and shit but you're not getting much in the way of like fresh produce because they don't you know they don't sell it they don't sell it because they don't want to lose money because it doesn't last long yeah yeah there's neighborhoods in oakland where you can't you know you got to go a mile plus to, to find a fucking store with a freaking head of lettuce. Well, like, even when you're in the city, you can still grow things on your, um, like I do on my balcony. Herbs grow really, really well inside, and they have really awesome um, little herb garden things that have, like, a light on it and all of that. But, like, as, like even potatoes, you can get, like, a potato bin um, that is for growing potatoes, it's pretty cheap, too, and, like, grow potatoes, and grow tomatoes, and okra, and cucumber, um, I grow zucchini, like, it's, it's pretty cool, it's pretty cool, and then also I know how to can, so that's always a good thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it doesn't take much space at all, like, uh, Last couple of years, I was living in a condo, you know, had a tiny little postage stamp of a yard, but I did a, I did a vertical garden where I built, you know, some, some frames. So tomatoes would grow straight up so they wouldn't take up a whole lot of space. And then I did companion planting and had a ton of stuff going on in there in just a tiny little bit of space. So it doesn't take much. Takes a little bit of will, and then you know, takes the effort of installing it. But then once it's installed, the maintenance is pretty simple. Water shit once in a while, harvest it, and plant something else. <laughs> pretty simple, and it's so fulfilling having your own, um, your own produce. You know, not to mention more delicious, more nutritious. Just all around. All around more delicious and nutritious.
Miss hmm. Dimples, it looks like there's a mute symbol on your on your um, um avatar. Oh. oh, there we go. It's gone now. About that. <laughs> All good. Yeah, have you ever seen like one of those little gadgets where um it's on you can put it on your kitchen table and you can grow your own um veggies and it has a yeah. lighting system. Yep, those are so cool. Right on the counter. I'm thinking about purchasing one of those this week. I've been reading about it and I'm like, I think I wanna try it. Nice. Let's see how that goes. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You can grow lettuce year-round. Yeah, I love lettuce. Tomatoes, cucumbers. Yeah. That's what I want to do. When I get my own house, that's the first thing. I'm going to build my own little greenhouse and have tomatoes. I definitely want a mango tree. <laughs> I have to have a mango tree. You must be in a warm climate. Where are you? I'm in the East Coast right now, but um, I will have to get, like, whatever it is that time zone I'm going to be in. Yeah. Down in Florida, maybe. Yeah. I don't like Florida. It's just too hot. Yeah, it's hot, and the politics are weird. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, like, right wing. If I can just have my own little island, I'll be great. <laughs> Away from right. everything. Isolate it. Have like my chicken and stuff, you know. I hear Jeffrey Dahmer, or Jeffrey Dahmer, I hear Jeffrey Epstein selling an island. <laughs> <laughs> that is too much bad stuff there. That's like bad energy. It might be really good soil, though, from all the kids that have been buried there. You never know. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, I definitely uh, uh, don't want that island. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> He's like, yes, I did. Oh, shit, I went there. Yeah, that guy, man. Oh, my God. Huh? I don't think he killed uh, himself, honestly. What's that? I don't think he killed himself. You think he's still alive, or you think he's somebody he was murdered? Um, I'm kind of on the 50-50 with that one there. Part of it, it's like, maybe they did it to shut him up, because he knew too much, and he knew a lot of powerful people. Yeah. Or he had enough money to get away with it, and to start a new life somewhere else. Right. Make me disappear kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Get a face job. Nobody would recognize him in his new life. You never know. Never know. That's the, the stuff movies are made about, right? Never know. Exactly. I don't trust I don't trust it, no. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. It's all it was all too neat and tidy. And then it just went away, right? Like what? Mm -hmm. like, and then nobody talks about it anymore. And his girlfriend's Biggest story in the world, and it just, just went away? Like, what do you mean? How's nobody talking about that? Crazy. Those poor, and those poor girls, like, really? Like, no justice, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Super crazy. 
They said his island had a bunch of weird paintings all over the place. And even the queen's son was there. And a oh, lot yeah. of superstars and singers and actors. And they were all on that roster. Yep. Clinton was there a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. They have videos of him there. Smiling from ear to ear. With his <laughs> red nose. Sick bastard. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of them. Yikes. It's scary. That's what they call the pizza gate. I know, right? And then uh and then the messed up thing about that is that so the guy goes and shoots up that pizza restaurant, right? And then because he didn't find a basement there with kids being tortured at the pizza place, everybody's like, oh, well, see, it was a hoax. Or, it, you know, there was nothing there. Like, well, maybe they just weren't doing it at the pizza place, you know? Does they that mean none of it's true? Because they just didn't find anything at the pizza restaurant? Right? Yeah. I was doing it somewhere else, and they were just using that as a ruse. Right. And you got all these questionable characters who are saying and doing all these weird things and using this code language. And... So it doesn't explain any of that. And then all of a sudden the Epstein thing comes up, and we're going, whoa, this is way bigger than we anybody knew or anybody thought. And then it all just kind of goes away. Yep. And just like with the girlfriend, she's trying to get Bond, and they said she has too much money and too much connections, and she would literally disappear. So if they feel like she would disappear like that, there's no telling if he disappeared like that, and they had that much yeah. pull over there. Yeah. For real. Ghislaine Maxwell. It's like out of a movie, man. I think this whole world is like a freaking scary movie. Yeah, super villains. Have a lot of bad guys. Yeah, and they're just coming out of the woodwork. They're like proud to be idiots now. It's crazy. Where are <laughs> our Avengers that's going to come save the day? Proud to be idiot boys. <laughs> Hmm. Say hello to the bad guy. Oh, he said, who the bad guy? I like that. Who the bad guy? Was that Juanito? That was Juanito Papi. Say hello to my little friend. That's my favorite movie of all time. Scarface. I can watch that a hundred times and never get tired of it. It's such a good movie. Al Pacino, that is my man. He's so good. Brilliant actor. Yes. Carlito's way, yes. Sense of a woman, the devil's advocate. Oh, I love him. Hello to the fat guy. Yes, papi, say hello to. 
who you call me fat? <laughs> <laughs> you calling me fat like funny haha? Like I amuse you? Like I'm here for your entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Joe Pesci too. Oh yeah. The fat guy said say hello to the fat guy. Oh, he said bad guys. Hello to the bad guys. Oh, yes. Hello to the bad guys. You know what I said? You know what I said? Liar, liar. Your pants are on fire. Fire? I don't need no stinking water. I got pants on fire over here. No, fat, fat, fat. I said say hello to the fat guy. Hello to the bad guy. <laughs> He's a fat guy. He's a fat guy. Fat, like big. Like a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Like big perm? Like like big pun, Juanito? Like big pun? Like big pun? Like big worm? <laughs> oh, little Friday reference in there for y'all. I love Friday. That was my movie. Oh, it was so good, right? Mm-hmm. I was so sad when Pops died. I know. Man, you should do another one. Old Ice Cube. Why is that everyone's go-to Puerto Rican? Huh? There are other Puerto Ricans than Big Pun, you know. There are other fat Puerto Ricans of the Big Pun. Like Fat Joe. Okay, I like Fat Joe, but I love Big Pun. He was one of my favorites. Who's who's Big Joe? That's Fat Joe. He's a he's a rapper from the Bronx. Oh. But he lost okay. weight, so he's not fat no more. <laughs> Skinny Joe. <laughs> Formerly known as Fat Joe. <laughs> formerly known as Fat Joe. The artist formerly known as Fat Joe. <laughs> He's taking the Prince thing to another level. Yeah, big pun is better. I don't want to be a player no more. Okay, now I like him again. <laughs> <laughs> Have to be Earning a big brownie. That's a must. Earning some brownie points up in there. Juanito. What you been up to today, Juanito? What's crack a lacking? Juanito say he was? I think he's in Jersey. If I remember correctly. Jersey's in the house. I'm going to have to change my name to LL Cool J. Because the lady that's love, Cool Juan. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you something about LL Cool J. He has the most handsome smile. And when he licks his lips, yeah, he makes panties wet. <laughs> okay, then. 
<laughs> I think he knows it too. I think he knows it too. Those dimples, oh lord! The, the way he licks his lips, you know he knows it. He's like, yeah. Mm. Oh yes, yes. Right, because I could lick my legs. And chicks just be going to put your fucking tongue back in your mouth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Opposite effect. Shit, dry as a desert. <laughs> Get some chapstick. Some they call it the panty lifter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tongue of a cat. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Miss Dimples? Yes. I got to take a five-minute break for a second. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to be back in just a moment. Keep this boy entertained. Juanito. I'm gonna expect you to help out, brother. Yeah, I got a big tongue too, as you can tell. This shit laughing. He said he has a big tongue. Hmm. That means you have a large mouth. Do you? Mr. Juanito. What are you up to this evening? Besides having a big tongue. When I lick my lips, it tastes like sason and adobo. Ah, that's the Puerto Rican in you. Sason con adobo. That's like a true Puerto Rican right there. I have so much noise in my background here. But Sasson con adobo. You have to throw some penny there. You got to throw some platanos on there. You can't miss with the rice and the beans. Maybe we can do a little bit of arroz con gandule. That's just the seasoning. You got to bring the food too. Got to be the whole nine yards. So how's everybody out there doing during this crazy time? In this pandemic, how you guys are holding up? How is the mental health right now? Let's see. Uh, we have a caller here. Hey, are you Latina, Miss Dimples? You know a lot about the the food there. Yes, yes, yes. Puerto uh, Rican and proud, hundred percent. And la sangre para la muerte. I may not have been born on the island, but the island is in me. I can eat rice and beans for breakfast. I can eat it for lunch. I can eat it for dinner. That's how true Puerto Rican is. 
All right, freaking Rickens in the house. Yes, Puerto Rico in the house. So how you are surviving through this pandemic? Like, what have you been doing to, like, cope and take it day by day? And how you guys are, like, spending your time? Have any advice for everyone out here that's going through a tough time? Or has it been, like, easy and breezy because maybe you're the type of person that is like an introvert. So if you're at home all the time by yourself and you're already isolated, being in a pandemic really wouldn't bother you. But someone who goes outside a lot, they may feel claustrophobic. Possibly. Let's see what we have here. I'm having sex with overweight women for money. Uh, for some reason, I didn't get to hear that. That message was super low. What I'm doing to cope during this time? A lot of self-help. Meditating. Been doing a lot of reading. A little bit of painting. Spending a whole lot of time with my kids. I enjoyed that part. And doing the online learning. That's the difficult part. But we are making it through. I know it's hard for a lot of people out there that, you know, don't have the help. But uh, you can do it. You're strong. And I would say it's always mind over matter. Is whatever you put your mind to and you put it out there in the universe, it can happen for you. How many kids do you have, Dipples? Uh, I'm the proud mom of two boys. And uh, that's like my greatest gift from God. And how about you? How many kids you have? Kids are blessed. It's like I'm reliving my second childhood through them. Things that I never got to experience when I was younger, I'm getting to do now with them, and it's really awesome. It's like I'm having a second life, second chance. And it's like one of my greatest blessings, and I'm really lucky for that. Zero. Thank God. So I watch my nephew sometimes. Like, people gotta do this shit every day? Fuck that noise. You know what? That's what my brother says. He doesn't have any kids. And he's like, I don't know how can you do it. And um, my thing is, like, my kids are, that's my family. And they complete me. You know, I'm never alone. I got my family with me all the time, and uh, they make it great, and they make life worthwhile. And the main thing is having kids with the right person, because you're going to be stuck with that person 
for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not, whether it's a, you know, ends up good, you know, you get married and everything works out for you. And if it doesn't and it goes sour, you stuck with that. And at the end of the day, you have to make sure that whatever happens between you and your partner doesn't affect your kids and your kids should be the number one priority always. Spoken like a loving mother. Thank you. I'm glad you're back. I am back. He is back with a vengeance. I'm back. I mean, I'm back. (laughs) There was a comic that used to say that. And the only reason that's funny is because I'm paler than Casper the ghost. I'm black. I mean, I'm back. Like, no, motherfucker, you're not even close to black. <laughs> you're not even tan. <laughs> Are you one of those that can't tan? I can get like almost kind of golden, but you know, I got to burn like three or four times first. <laughs> oh, shoot. that used to happen to my sister. She used to get pissed every time we would go to the beach. And um, once we were done, by the time nighttime comes, she's, like, literally peeling. I'm like, you're like a lizard, like a snake. Like, what the hell? And the skin will be peeling from every time we would, you know, hit the sun. And I would just be nice and chocolate and good to go. No burns whatsoever. And she had that problem. She always, especially in the shoulder area, oh, it was really bad. So I would get like aloe and, you know, get a little home remedy treatment for her to pull it down and make her feel good. Well, that's a good friend of you. That's being a good friend. Man, I went, so when I was like 15, I did this exchange student program and I went and lived in Mexico for a summer and uh, went to school down there and I went swimming in the ocean and I didn't think about putting, I put sunscreen on my back because of the sun, but I didn't think about it reflecting off of the sand on the bottom of the ocean. Mm. So my whole stomach side got burned. I literally peeled. It all came off in one peel from like my shoulders down to my waist. It was gnarly. Mm. I bet that hurt. Oh, it was fucking gnarly. Yeah, exactly. Talk about aloe vera and just like, oh, oh. Did you put like ice on it? Oh, like yeah. a cold rag? Totally. A cold rag, wet rag, and a, and a squirt bottle, and a and a fan to keep it cool. And then after that, I just kept swimming with a t-shirt on. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you learn your lesson. Like, you don't gotta, like, burn me again for me to learn. I'm a quick learner. I was so- I was so jealous of the people that live down there. Like, they're not putting sunscreen on. They're just going to the beach. They don't have to fucking trip on it. And I'm, like, dying, you know? Oh, the words. We have a little message here. Are you a single mom or no? Just curious. I'm leaving my children with the village. I'm never alone. And in life, as long as you have your family, you never have to be a single mom. That's it, huh? I wish I had a kid for that reason. Hoping to meet a woman with a kid. You know, I'm blessed. 
and uh, they bring a lot of joy to my life. And that's the thing that I, I think that's like the one thing that I did right in life, like <laughs> having them, honestly. Because I think if they weren't here right now and I was by myself, I would have been really fucking lonely. <laughs> Telling you. It's pretty dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I wanna get a I wanna get a pet for that reason, but I can't have a pet where I'm at. So um, next year I can get a pet. I had a dog for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had to give her away because, you know, I was living out. It was, it was problems with the landlord. I got one of those kind of landlords. <laughs> I said, once I get my house, oh, definitely, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to have like a rescue dog. That's what I want. I want one to protect my prop, like two of them to protect my property. And, um. I want them to be companions so they have each other, and then I want an inside dog, like a lap dog. <laughs> an outside dog, you know, be inside my, you know, the house when it's cold out and when it's raining and the weather is bad. But I want them to have freedom and be able to run and enjoy themselves, not living in, you know, a small confined space that they can't be free. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I want some chickens too. What kind of pet would you get? I think I would get a cat because uh, dogs are too much uh, upkeep. I like dogs a lot, but it's a lot of work. Cats are a no-no. I'm going to tell you why. They smell your house, the cat litter, I don't know, the hair, and they evil. Like, they can turn on you at any second. And they, I don't know, I don't like cats. Evil. evil, come on. I don't, I I, I'm a sweetest, dog lover. And not a cat I lover. i cat for 21 years. I love dogs too, but but I think Juan, Juanito's, um, I think he's right. Cats are easier, right? You could, you could, like, go away for a weekend. You just fill up a couple extra food bowls, leave an extra litter box, leave three or four bowls of water. Cat's good. You can't mm -hmm. do that with a dog. My dog is, like, my, my third child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to get a foster home for the dog if you want to go on vacation. <laughs> when I had my dog and I had it to go away and I had it... Uh, to get on the plane and it was just too expensive to take her and I didn't want to stress her out being in the yeah, they don't, yeah that kind of shit stresses so them out made a nice doggy hotel for her to stay in and she had a TV she had her own bed her own little room I paid extra oh, for sure. that because I didn't want her to be like around the other dogs because she wasn't like used to that and she was like really antisocial <laughs> So like, literally, I'm not kidding you. My dog even had um, a carriage, and she had clothes and everything. She used to love to dress up. <laughs> Your dog stayed at the Hyatt Regency. Yeah, that was my baby. And when I went to pick her up, they gave me a report, and then I even got to see her on the camera. Like they had like a webcam, and I got to call in, and she could hear my voice. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. In case you get departure anxiety from your from your dog, they can you can check in. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you know, like my dog was just spoiled. She even went to the salon and I made sure that, you know, because she was a Maltese, so I had to make sure that her fur was trim and her coat was white and she used to get like pedicures and facials That's and everything. Right. That was That's my thing. Right. <laughs> because, you know, they have a little bit of an attitude and they need to be kept up. Yeah, definitely. She was my diva. That was like my little girl that I couldn't birth naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's pretty damn cute. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.